Hi, Curious Listener. Welcome to Corn Fed Killer. I'm your host, Michelle O'Dell. Today is Friday. Happy motherfucking Friday. So that means that today is our spooky ooky episode. And Curious Listener, I got a good one for you. Well, they're all good. At least I think so. <laughs> I hope you think so. Anyway, um, we are going to Chi-Town. We're going to go to Chicago and we're going to talk about the Congress Plaza Hotel. Now, if you're familiar with Chicago, you know that the Loop is right on Lake Michigan and it is a famous area, basically. Beautiful buildings, beautiful scenery, and the Congress Plaza is right in the smack dab middle of it on Michigan Avenue. Now, the plaza is a huge, gorgeous building and it was built in 1893. It was originally built as an annex to an auditorium that already existed there. <clears throat> now, annex, of course, means addition. So it was an addition to this auditorium. <clears throat> and it was built originally to house visitors of the World's Fair, which was basically a big fair that they had to commemorate um, Columbus's discovering America type thing. And one of the major features of the auditorium annex, which is what it was called at the time, was what they deemed Peacock Alley, which was a marble passageway. So underground marble tunnel that connected the two buildings. So the original auditorium that was there and then this new annex, which eventually was called the North Tower. All right, so gorgeous. And, you know, the passageway is still there, still uses it. You, you can still use it. You can still go in it. It's, you know, awesome. Anyway, in 1902, they started construction on a south tower, so a second tower. And in 1907, it was finished. And the main feature of this was what they called the gold room, which is gorgeous. Please look at the Instagram and see photos of this because you will not be sorry. Um, and it was a huge ballroom, banquet hall type area and is still used as such today. Now, at the time, it was the first ballroom to use air conditioning. So it was quite a deal, right? All right. And then in the North Tower, they added a ballroom. And this one they called the Florentine Room. So the Florentine Room, the Gold Room, along with what they call the Elizabethan Rooms and the Pompeian Rooms, they became the premier spots for the social elites of the day. So they would have balls there, obviously, weddings, meetings, political rallies, that sort of thing. And then in 1911, they renamed it the Congress Hotel. And over the next 50 years or so, it changed hands and it was renovated here and there. In 1917, they replaced chandeliers with outlets and lamps. And in the 30s, they actually changed the Elizabethan room into a nightclub that they call the Joseph Urban Room. And that became the NBC headquarters, NBC radio headquarters, 
which featured a program with Benny Goodman. You probably heard of him, right? So it was, you know, a popular functioning spot for the social elites and for the public as well. And then in World War II, the government bought it and they started to use it to house U.S. Army officers. And also during this time and also during World War I as well, it served as sort of a sanctuary for refugees, immigrants fleeing from these war-torn countries, from Poland, from um, Germany, Austria, so on and so forth. Okay, keep that little nugget in the back of your mind for later because we got a story that relates to that. All right. Um, this place also became known as the quote unquote home of the presidents. It was extremely popular among the U.S. presidents going back to Grover Cleveland, William Henry McKin McKinley, Roosevelt, Teddy Roosevelt, Taft, Woodrow Wilson, Calvin Coolidge, Franklin Roosevelt. Now, Franklin Roosevelt, um, he, he loved it. He loved that place and spent a lot of time in there. And so did Teddy Roosevelt. And in fact, Teddy Roosevelt um, coined the famous Bull Moose nickname for the progressive party that he created. <clears throat> Pardon me, back in the day. And it, it also housed rallies in 1971. Nixon addressed the AARP there and the National Retired Teachers Association. 3,000 people attended that. Um, so it became a place where people would gather to listen to the president speak or to hold a rally for whatever party, right? Democrat or Republican. And there is some talk today, and now we're going to get into why are we even talking about this place? Is this an ad for a hotel, Michelle? No, curious listeners, not an ad for a hotel. But, hey, Congress Plaza, if you want me to do an ad, I will. <laughs> anyway, um, we are talking about it because it has a history and a reputation for being haunted. In fact, it is known as the most haunted hotel in Illinois. So who haunts this place? Well, some people have reported seeing some of these old presidents there, Cleveland, Roosevelt. But probably the most famous and the most often seen known person would be none other than Mr. Al Capone. Now, you know, Al Capone was a mobster. He was a gangster, right? In the 20s and 30s. And he used the Congress Plaza Hotel as kind of a home base where he would do a lot of his, conduct a lot of his business and do, have a lot of, he had a lot of connections there, a lot of his business partners and contacts lived at the Congress Plaza. And he lived at the Congress Plaza for periods of time on and off. And um, remember those tunnels we talked about? 
Well, think about prohibition when they tried to outlaw <laughs> booze, right? And people were, you know, bootleggers or sneaking booze into different places. And this was the era of the speakeasies, you know, where, you know, underground nightclubs were popping up in order for people to be able to drink some booze, right? Well, a mobster like Al Capone, what do you think he used the Peacock Alley tunnels for, right? Perfect place to smuggle booze, drugs, guns, you know? <laughs> but, you know, back then, probably particularly booze, right? Now, Al Capone's ghost is often seen by visitors of the hotel in the hallway, kind of walking up and down the hallway or talking, maybe doing some kind of business meeting with someone unseen. He's also been reported in some of the rooms as well. And also in the gold room. Now, he is not a scary apparition or anything like that. No, no, nothing uh, bad reported, just reports of seeing him. That'd be cool. I'd love to see old Capone, right? All right. Also a ghost that is seen quite often, probably as much as, if not more than Al Capone, is a ghost that they have nicknamed Peg Leg Johnny. Now, Peg Leg Johnny, nobody knows his origin, but... So nobody knows who he is or how he got there, why he's there. Um in the hotel but as you can guess from the name he was given he's got one leg right and he apparently appears to people and is sort of a prankster he likes to turn lights on and off or move things from one place to the other nothing you know nefarious about him either he's often seen in the on the ground floor in the ballrooms the gold room the florentine room um, sometimes in the hallways as well. So that's cool. Now, <clears throat> room 441, for whatever reason, is the most haunted, according to guests that have stayed at the hotel. For, for whatever reason, this room reports the most activity. Most people who stay in the room end up changing to a different room. Or they end up calling down to the concierge, down to the front desk and saying, you know, something's wrong with my lights. They keep going on and off. Um, I'm missing this or that. You know, things like that. This room is one in which people have reported seeing a shadow woman. Um, so no real distinguishing features about her. Just a kind of shadowy female figure either kicking the bed and waking them up pulling the sheets and waking somebody up or some have even reported waking up to a woman a shadowy woman hovering above them in the bed in that room <laughs> now curious listener if i was staying in this hotel and this, I woke up to a shadowy ghost bitch <laughs> hanging over me. You better believe my ass would be gone. I would pepper my ass the fuck out. 
right? That that's a little that's a little too much for me. Now, if I just saw her, I might be all right. Maybe, maybe depends on how she looked, if she looked mean or not. She's also someone who um, likes to move stuff around. Now you don't see her moving stuff around, but you'll be in the in the room, and like I said, all of a sudden something will be gone, or you know you put something here and it ends up in another spot. That sort of thing. So, you know, nothing real, like I said, nothing real nefarious or anything like that, but shit, that would be scary. That would be scary. And the way the hotel is set up, the hallways are like a labyrinth. You know, they, it, you know, a lot of guests report that the hallways are long and convoluted and, you know, it's just like um, a, a, a maze, sort of like a shining, the shining type vibe to it. There are over 800 rooms. So you can imagine that, you know, this is a huge place. All right. Probably, no, not probably. Definitely the, the most distressing story comes from a woman who was a refugee of Prague during World War II. And the story goes that she was staying at the hotel at the Congress Plaza and with her two young sons, two little kids. And waiting, she was waiting for her husband to meet her there. And she became so nervous about being deported or about, you know, her husband never coming home or never coming to get her. She had a mental breakdown, a nervous breakdown. And she was on the 12th floor. And reportedly, she threw her young sons, her, you know, little kids, one by one, out the 12th floor window to their deaths, and then jumped out the window herself. Interestingly enough, their bodies were never recovered. That's what I learned in some sources. However, in some other sources, it says that they were recovered, but for whatever reason, they never made it to the morgue. So it's really unclear what happened to them, but a six-year-old ghost boy is said to haunt the 12th floor. People will see him in the hallways, in the rooms. Interestingly, the woman has not been reported to be seen, at least not as often. It's mostly just one of the young sons and visitors say, you know, about six years old, they see this boy. Visitors also report on this floor feelings of panic, feelings of someone's watching you, or even feelings of being chased. So, you know, as if something's behind you coming towards you, maybe you don't see anything, but you feel like you got to get the fuck out right? That feeling of being chased. So this, this would be enough to pepper my ass out the door. <laughs> um, if, you know, if that were to occur while I was staying there, that would be enough. And speaking of staying there, okay, curious listeners, mama is staying there. 
my family and I are going to stay at least one night, although I'm trying to talk them into more than one night because I think you really need more than one night to really experience the hotel, to be able to um, go to the different ballrooms and the different areas and go down to Peacock Alley and so on and so forth and really see what's what, right? So we were going to actually go in August, on August 1st, for my birthday, which you know, would have been really cool, but, and I had foot surgery, so I had to cancel that and, you know, postpone. So we're going to be staying there in September coming up. So you better believe I will be recording. I will be, um, taking photos and I will update y'all as far as what we experience, if we experience anything there or not. I hope we do. Um, my mom is going to be with us and she is, you know, we kind of call her the ghost whisperer because she has had a lot of experience with apparitions. And I'll tell you some of her stories later on too, on the podcast. Um, and she always says, they're not there to hurt you. There's nothing to be, there's nothing to be afraid of. So we, we say, you know, she's got to be with us so that she can, you know, communicate with the ghosties, right? So if anyone's going to see one, it would probably be her. That's how we kind of think about it. So anyway, I will let you know what happens. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was, it is short and sweet. I know um, if you get a chance, if you're ever in Chicago, try to go here. Um, even if you don't experience anything supernatural or paranormal, I think it would be worth a stay. So I'm looking forward to it either way. And like I said, I will let you know that is going to be it for today. I will talk to you again on Tuesday with another true crime episode. Please visit the Instagram at cornfedkillerpodcast to see photos and whatnot, please send us an email at cornfedkillerpodcast at gmail.com. If you have any of your own spooky stories, if you have any um, ideas for episodes that, that you want to hear, so on and so forth, and I will hear you. No, you'll hear me <laughs> on Tuesday. Until then, curious listener. Bye.